I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest, a dear, beautiful friend of mine, Kara McCarran. Kara is the host of the She's the Owner podcast and co-founder of the content company in Toronto, Canada. She's a mom of four incredibly beautiful daughters who range all the way from 32 to 11. Entrepreneurship has always been a constant in her life for the past 20 years. And more recently, she has set out on a mission to support strong female entrepreneurs to create more balance in their masculine and feminine energies so that they can thrive not only in business, but also in their personal lives. She is also committed to sending a thousand women to Tony Robbins. Robin's event, Unleash the Power Within, the event that changed the trajectory of her life. So here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Katie Carlson Show, a podcast for real, raw, authentic conversations with today's magic makers, love creators, and game changers. I'm Katie Carlson, and I'm so excited to introduce you to real people, real talk, and real stories while embracing the beautiful chaos of life. Yay! Happy day! I think we're on. Kara, it is so awesome to have you here. You know I love you, gorgeous. Beautiful. I just, (laughs) I love having you I love you right back, baby girl. She and I, actually just not that long ago, we were right in this very place because I was a guest on her podcast. So today we have the beautiful Kara McCarran. She is the most incredible beautiful soul. I actually had the pleasure of meeting her back at Unleash the Power Within Chicago 2018. Yep. I want to say it it was. We were sitting in the same section and it was so funny. It was like that section became a family. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know, it was so crazy. Um, And ever since then we've crewed together and we've been to many other events together and she has just been such a beautiful light in my life. She is an, an super duper amazing, successful business owner. And she's the uh, founder of she's the owner podcast and brand. And I will tell, I'll let her tell you all about that, but Kara, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, mama. I'm so Ah, excited. You're the best. Yeah, we were, we were just flipped around like two weeks ago. I was interviewing you and now here we are. It's amazing. Okay. So tell us a little bit about who you are, where you are tuning, where you're calling in from a little bit about what you do. And, um, yeah, let's just, let's go from there. Okay. So, hey, everybody. Uh, my name's Kara, as Katie mentioned. And so I have two companies, actually. One is the She's the Owner podcast, and it's a whole. there's a whole brand around that as well. And that one was really born last year out of the need. Can we swear on this podcast, by the Absolutely. way? Absolutely. I thought so. So last year I was still single. I had been separated from my husband for going on three years. And I started to have question marks around why was I not meeting a guy that I felt was in alignment with me. And I started to do some self-discovery, which is always fun and disgusting all at the same time and started to see that I was really showing up in my masculine. And, um, if any, I mean, I'm sure a lot of you are listening, have just wrapped up the, um, comeback challenge with Tony and on day four, he, or was it three? I think it was day three. three. He talked to, Yeah. yeah, he talked about he and Sage talked about masculine feminine energy and that was it. Like I was starting to realize, holy shit, I'm showing up like a guy and I'm wondering why I'm not attracting these men into my life. And so I started to really dig deep into that and started to learn a lot more about masculine and feminine energy. And you know, the understanding that we have both, it's not a guy or girl thing. It's we each have that in us. And so what that looked like for me was 
I was starting to show up very, um, like barky. Like I was like, always like in get shit done mode with my kids in particular. And so I, I started to think, you know, I can't be the only woman that feels this way and I can't be the only businesswoman. And I started to see that it was women, like we're in these positions of power, we're in these positions of leadership and, and ownership, and we just don't know how to turn it off. And so I started this podcast and this whole movement around teaching each other how to shut that off. And I make jokes. It's like I drop my proverbial penis in the summer <laughs> and I definitely pick it up every now and then during COVID in particular, but I'm, I've leaned more into my heart. I've leaned more into the side of me where decisions are a lot easier and I feel more calm and balanced and I don't feel like I'm always on like hustle mode. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's, that's where she's the owner was really born from and it's evolved into this beautiful podcast where it was women only now it's men, women, I'm having couples on and it's beautiful to watch the dynamic, right? Like Mm. a man, they just, they really just want to step up for us and women, I know. And it's like, it's squishy, but we have this insatiable need to push them back and be like, I don't need, I don't need your help. I don't need a man and all that. stuff. And I could talk for days about where I think all that stuff started, but Really, for me, my mission is to, sh- to help a woman redefine and rediscover her feminine energy and still totally crush it in business because you can do mm. both. So, yeah, that's me. I love that. I love that. So talk to me a little bit about you. You mentioned, you know, you could talk forever about like where you think that came from. Let's talk about that. Like, where do you think this this came from? You know, I think, yeah. you know, you and I spoke about this on your podcast as well, because it's a real it's a real thing out there. And, you know we can be, as women, we can be crushing it in our businesses and just like dominating and that sort of thing. But at the end of the day, like the fulfillment is also like coming home and being able to like rest your head on your partner, Mm -hmm. you know, and like, and really lean in to that feminine space that is so powerful that also lets us and gives us the opportunity to recharge. Yep. Yep. You know, I think, so I'm, I'm 44 now. So I was a product of, you know, late seventies, early eighties and, and all through. And I, I mean, that's, if you, if any of your listeners and viewers have kids, you know, you know, zero to 10 is like super, they're like sponges, even beyond, but really at that time, they're really sponges. And during the eighties, you know, a lot of what I saw was like the women with the power suits and the friggin' gigantic shoulder pads. And like, you look back oh, the at all shoulder the shoulder pads. Oh, I know. <laughs> a couple of them come back. I'm like, there's no fucking oh way that's yeah. But I think it was like this era of men, you know, women were traditionally at home for a long time. Then women had to go to work. When they went to work, they started to get a little bit of this power, you know, a little bit at a time. All of a sudden it went really bonkers where it was like, it wasn't a partnership anymore. It was, I don't need a man. I don't need him to do this. I don't need him telling me and all the, all the stuff that we've seen along. And we went too far the the other way. And to, to this point where if you tell a man enough times, you don't need him, he will eventually peace out. He'll Mm -hmm. check out in some way, whether it's with another woman, whether it's with games, alcohol, all of those things, eventually he will check out. And then your story becomes the truth because he's checked out. Mm -hmm. And so, often, you know, and we get what, what we you, focus on, right? Exactly. hundred yeah. percent. And it's, so when I think about what's led up to this, you know, eighties and the nineties of this, this narrative that we just didn't need guys and all this kind of shit. And I was, trust me. I mean, I was a single mom at 20. I said all of this, I have four daughters. I raised them all with this narrative, you know, that we, strong women, you don't need a man. 
Bullshit. I may not need one to live, but I want one. Mm -hmm. I want to come home and like the word I've been using a lot in, in my podcast is exhale. And when I, when I'm done and I work at home with my husband, when I'm done, I want to exhale and I want him to catch me. I, and so if we don't, uh, yeah, it feels good to say it, but yeah, if you don't let him, he won't. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's so powerful. And when, you know, I think what's interesting too, like what I've noticed is I think, and I mentioned this in your podcast as well, is I actually, in my most recent, like long-term relationship that was ended about a year ago. I remember at one point we were arguing about something and he was like, you don't need me. And I was like, you're damn right. I don't need you. You know, (laughs) like you're right. I don't need you. You know? And I was like, why would you want me to need, like, why would you want that? I'm like, and as I've peeled back, right. The layers of that, I start to see, and it kind of like, it doesn't necessarily hurt my heart because I see it. Right. I see the gift in it now. But initially I was like, oh my gosh, like there's a little boy mm-hmm. inside there. Just like there's a little girl inside all of us. Right. Right. There's a little boy inside there too. And yep. he's a superhero and he wants to continue to be that superhero for you. Yep. You know, unfortunately I think, you know, even with like Hollywood and just like conditioning, you know, I grew up in a, in a household where, my mom told me too, like, you don't need a man. Like, you don't need a man. And so I think that, you know, resonated a little too deeply with me <laughs> at the time. Right. Because here I am. I'm 36 years old. I've never been married. I have no kids. Um, I've been incredibly independent. Yep. And independence has also been something that I was striving for. Yet I was, like, longing for love, right? And, like, wanting that connection, feeling that connection that, that can happen, you know, with the masculine. And I will say, as soon as I've, the more I've let down my sword, right? And I've, I, you know, Alison Armstrong talks a lot about this. For those of you that are not familiar, she's an incredible pioneer in um, understanding men and understanding women and why we do the certain things that we do. I've laid down that sword. Doesn't mean I'm perfect, Right. But I've laid down that sort of, of emasculating men and and rather like starting to appreciate them for who they are, uh, because it's, it's so, so powerful. So yeah, go ahead. I'll say, I'll just just jump in. And like the thing about it is because women, a lot of women don't even understand or don't even know that this is going on. And I think one of the most, the, the things that I hear most often is, um, like when you hear a woman describing, so let's say she has four kids, right. And a husband, how many kids do you have? And she's like, Oh, I have four. Well, five, if you include my yeah, husband. I think it's funny. <laughs> and she's all cutesy about it. Right. And now, first of all, deep inside, it's not fucking funny. We know it's not funny. I can tell you as a married woman with kids, I don't think that's funny in my heart. When I, if I say it and I'm sure I've said it, I'm sure I've said it. I don't feel that it's funny. I'm quietly inside of my soul. Truthfully, this is all heart right now is I'm screaming for him to help me. I'm screaming. And when I make a comment like that, it's not, I'm being mean to you. It's like, please pick up on this and help me. Please pick up on this. And if a man doesn't know, and if, and if he's wounded, because maybe I've wounded him or he's come wounded to my relationship, he's not picking up the whisper. Neil Conlon talks about the whisper all the time. And so when women say that it is, you're taking his balls away in front of people 
And that's the quickest way to get a man to not pay attention, not try to protect you, not try to make you feel seen and heard and all of those things we talk about. But it's not, you know, men, it is painful. Like if a woman says that about you, know that she is not seeing it in any type of way that makes her feel good. It's it, it's insulting to you outwardly, but it's also a cry for her to be like, holy shit, I need to step up. And like, I think the biggest problem right now that we're facing in this, in relationships is the polarity, making sure the man isn't as masculine, the woman isn't her feminine, but it doesn't mean weakness. I just read a, a woman reached out to me today and she said, sweetness doesn't equal weakness. And that's the truth. And I feel more powerful in this feminine core than I've ever felt in my life. And it was scary in the beginning. It was really scary. Like Date with Destiny was one of the events that we've done. And when I came out of that, I viscerally understood what it meant to feel in my feminine. But it was very foreign to me. And as soon as COVID happened, I went racing back to my masculine because all of a sudden I need to be in control again. And I'm like not trusting him. And then, you know, that whole dynamic starts all over. I I, I want to impress upon the women and, and the men, I suppose, as well, that it doesn't feel good to emasculate you. It never has. It never will. Understand that when women are doing it, they are crying and screaming for you to wake up and and really kind of put them in their place lovingly, but put them in their place and take back that control. Right? Yeah. I've I've always said that. Like, you know, it's funny because... (laughs) And just like, as I've been, you know, dating or, you know, as I meet men here and there, I need a man that can put me in my place, Mm -hmm. you know, like they can put me in my place and not take my BS because that's one thing about the, the, you know, sometimes the, the feminine, right. When we feel scared, right. Or unheard or unseen, we start barking. Oh yeah. We just start barking. And when we bark, Oftentimes it's not exactly what we don't exactly mean it, right? We don't, no. we don't mean the things that come out of our, our mouth. You know, I love that Alison Armstrong talks about, she says, men mean what they say and say what they mean and women don't. Now, That's right. ladies, don't take that personally. Don't take offense to that. It's all in good fun and good humor, but it's true because, you know, if you take a man and a woman, right, and they're the same stature, same height, weight, you know, et cetera, there will, a man will always 110% be stronger, will always be bigger. And the animal inside of us, Mm. the animal inside of us, that instinctual uh, element inside of us is always going to be search. Like, how can we protect ourselves? Right. And physically we may not be able to, but boy, can we do it verbally? Oh yeah. And we, we, I mean, you know, (laughs) Like, and it can be so nasty. And I mean, like it is, we can and, be and very like, evil at times. Oh, awful. Like there's times when I'll be in it, I'll be in it and I will be barking my face off and I will be saying, Kara, what are you doing? Why are you barking? And I will keep fucking going until you stop me. And, and sometimes it's a pattern break. Like Ken, one thing Ken is so good at is breaking my pattern with stupidity. Like he will do the dumbest shit. And then I'm like, Okay, I got nothing. Oh. <laughs> I, I got nothing. And then I shut up and then we move on. But yeah. like couples really suffer in this area because 
all that stacking of resentment will happen when really it's like, if you could understand the language of what the woman is saying, and if the woman could understand what she's doing to the man, it could be leveled out really quickly, but it, it can go on for years and years and, and then like cheating and divorce and all those things mm-hmm. start to happen. But, and I think too, like, you know, a lot of times you hear, well, we're staying for the ki- together for the kids, all this kind of, and I say shit because it's shit. It's garbage. You're teaching them nothing. You're teaching them what a, an unhealthy marriage looks like that will set them up. When, when parents say that, I think it's a cowardly thing to say because it's just uncomfortable to make the move. And I, and if anyone wants to come at me on that one, I'm happy to have a, a loving conversation, but it's never because of the kids. And I think one of the things I've seen a lot of is like I mentioned, have four daughters. So 32, 23, 19, and 11. And the older three have seen this independent masculine version of me all these years, not with them in particular, but with their dad or in other areas. And now I've had to recoil and be like, Holy shit. Um, Like if your boyfriend wants to open the door for you, let him open the door for you. And I then know praise you can him for do doing it. it. Yes. And then praise him for doing yes. it. It's a beautiful gesture. Like I've heard women, I've seen them on post and I don't need a guy to open a door for me. No, of course you don't, but let him do it. He just wants to be your hero. And then tell him how beautiful that is because the more he does those things, the closer you get and you can drop the guard. But if you keep fighting every little tiny thing, like my, I won't name her, but one of my, my daughters, she, I, I'm in front of her. I said, can you just let him help you? Like, just let him do the little, and she said, mom, I've been letting him do it. And I said, and she's like, it feels really good. And I said, I know. And I know that you can baby. I know you can do whatever the thing is. Just let him do it. And mm-hmm. it's those little wins that eventually add up to big wins. And then he shows up stronger. The wounded he boy. Starts, chest. That's right. The wounded boy starts to heal. And then the mature masculine come on. And that's like, that is a, like it's when you can see a man like that. Oh my God. It's, it's amazing. Incredibly powerful. It's amazing. Yep. So I'm curious, you mentioned, you know, as, as we both, as you know, as a woman and as an entrepreneur and a successful entrepreneur, it's, it's finding that balance. Right. So mm. what do you do? How do you find that balance? Like what are the things that you do to, to create that balance? A lot of biting my tongue. Um, which is still not totally <laughs> so some of the things I practice. Um, so crystals, I have crystals in front of me and I'll just pop one. Like I have a lot of these. In, mm. So one of the weird things about my, my marriage is that we don't share a bedroom anymore. When I moved back in after three years of separation, so we did get back together in January. I have my own room and he has his own room and I'm not a hundred percent sure how I'm feeling about in the beginning. I loved it, but I, and I still love it aesthetically right? Because I can have my room. It's very pink. You can see there's a Chanel pick, like it's girly. I know I'm wearing a baseball cap, but normally, you know, I'm very like hairs curled or whatever. I felt like doing casual today. But so one of the ways is having my own space. And I know that's not possible for everybody. Um, but even if it's a little corner of your house where it's something beautiful that you can look at pink, I'm obsessed with pink, light pink things. My, my website's all pink. And I just feel like very in flow. Um, that's one, one way. So your environment absolutely matters. Absolutely matters. Um, the other way is goddess baths. I started to, um, call them that with all the kids. So even Amelia, she's 11 and I'll say, do you want mom to run you a goddess bath? And we know what that means. It's not just running a bath, it's candles, Mm. it's spa music. It's a diffuser in the bathroom. It's uh, some salts. Like 
the works bubble bath and I just let her go and she can have like a little spa treatment but the the act of salt as you know just like washes all of that energy off of you um journaling is humongous I know we all talk about it but it's one of those things um I it's it's invaluable and I don't write it as if it's happening I write it as if it's already happened and that shift was about three months ago and it's made a huge difference um and then shadow work. I've started shadow work right now. And oddly enough, maybe not so oddly, because you have to be incredibly vulnerable when you're doing it. And if just to kind of clarify, shadow work is really the work that you do on your insides that you're afraid of, that you don't want anyone to see or hear or feel or anything. And it's the stuff that's really deep in there. And I've started doing that and it's hard. And even though like you think about all the years that even you and I have known each other doing all this work. It's still really mm-hmm. fucking hard, but it, I get into a really deep sense of my vulnerability and that's feminine divine right there. Um, and then the fourth thing that I love to do, and I haven't been that great at doing it lately is breath works. Like where was this my whole life? Right. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I know it's like breathing. Well, yeah, of course, but it's a very intentional, I would call it shamanic type of breathing that, hopefully this is not TMI, but I've even had like a body orgasm from doing it and like no hands anywhere, just through breathing. And just, you get so enveloped in the vibration of it all that it will take you up and then you get dropped down at some points and then you come back out of it. And it's really just a series of breathing where you go deep into whatever it is that's going on in there. But I always feel really my feminine when I do that. So those are just some of the ways that I can get into it, but you have to be conscious of it, right? Like if you're an entrepreneur and most everyone is at home still working, I won't go anywhere. I'll still be working at home. It's like, you have to consciously say, if you're in a relationship, it's important to say to the husband, I also need my caveman time. I also need my decompression time. I need my goddess time. Give me 20 minutes, keep the kids out of my hair for 20 minutes. Let me go and transition. And you'll get a much better wife if you are open and allow for that space and ditto for him, but we need it just as much as they do. Yeah. Um, I love that. You know, it's so funny that you mentioned like the separate bedrooms. I was just talking to someone very recently about that. Like there's actually a lot of, there's a lot of benefit out of have, having separate bedrooms because your energies aren't completely magnetized and like sucked out of each other um, by sharing yep. a bed space day in and day out. Again, I, I don't know if that's necessarily where I, I will end up eventually, but I've heard there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, interesting findings there around that. So the interesting thing with Ken, like Ken has incredibly heavy energy. He's an introvert. He's a writer. He's very creative, but even his body is like, we've all, we all secretly hate him because the guy like could not work out for 10 years if he wanted and he'd still maintain muscle mass. He's just one of those weirdos. Yeah. It's very dense though. His body is very dense. So his energy is very dense. And I can't like, there's times when he's hugging me. I'm like, yo, you need to like lift that. And he'll go, okay, hold on. Like he's so cute. He's so conscious of, he's like, hold on. And he'll shift a little bit. And then it is lighter. But if I had to sleep in the same bed every day and, and it, it's not an, an indicate, like, this is the thing people think, right. And this is old school mentality. Well, if we're not sharing a bed, that must mean we don't love each other. No, it doesn't. Yeah. That's a story. Like he can come over, do what he needs to do and go back to his room. And I go to sleep and have a good night's sleep. I, I mean, that, that sounds okay to me. No, I, I honestly, I think that sounds amazing. I know that, yeah. you know, especially like 
early on in relationships, um, you know, when things are, can be like really, really passionate and like, you just want to be together all the time. And, and then you kind of start to realize like, Oh my God, I need some like boundaries. I need some space. And I know I've, and again, a story for another time, but I found myself more recently being realizing that that space actually can create more polarity. Mm-hmm. That, that space can create more, a, a really beautiful dynamic uh, you know, and connecting with the other person by, by creating that space. You know, I mean, I, I know I talked about this a little bit on your podcast, but, um, I've done a lot of work with Jaya and she is, Mm -hmm. she's a sex coach and she works a lot with understanding the different blueprints that we all have, you know, and we all have different blueprints and how we, uh, support ourselves intimately. Right. And like what, turns us on, what turns us off, all that kind of stuff. And I'm a very much an energetic, which again, because of that, like there's that space, like there's so much power in like creating that space because it, it creates that polarity, uh, you know, between the two. Let's touch on sex for one second too. This is something really interesting. And a, a mutual friend of ours, Bill, he was on the show recently. Oh, you had him on? Yeah. Hasn't been released yet, but it was really good. And we talked about, we talked about even like masturbation and, and this is like, we didn't get too deep into it, obviously, but what can you really, I mean, I'm sure you could do a whole episode on that too. But, um, the interesting thing that we, what I discovered is that a woman who's in her masculine, this is kind of like a a bit of a a gauge for you, for you ladies to know, because some of them, I'm not in my masculine. If you're saying I'm not in my masculine, you're probably in your masculine, but yeah. If you, if you're not sure, right. If you're not totally sure where you're, where you're at, if a woman goes to please herself and she's like in and out, just get the job done. Good, good indicator that you're in your masculine. Cause that's a job oriented type of thing. If you decide to make an event of it, you've lit, lit some candles, you've got some nice music, whatever, lock the door, everybody leave me alone. And then you take your time, that feeling, that's your feminine. And it's really easy. Mm. Like there's definitely times where I was like, oh shit, that's definitely in my masculine. And, oh yeah. But that's a really good, indi- like if you take the time with yourself and slow the whole pace down, that's you're in flow there. But if you're like, get in, get out, I got to make dinner. Yeah. You're generally in your hunter mode or your masculine mode. So yeah, so that's really amazing. So I'm curious, have you done anything with like breath work as it relates to intimacy? No, I haven't. Um, I'm new. Like I did a, a seminar right before COVID started that I learned about, like, I, I mean, I, did, I knew about the Wim Hof stuff. We learned that at Tony, but I hadn't, yeah. I haven't really even gone that direction, but no, I haven't. Like, and I'm, I'm excited for when Toronto really actually opens up instead of this fake opening up right now what it's doing. Yeah. But um, yeah, like it's, I'm, there's so many things I'm going to learn. Oh, yeah. There's, I mean, there's so many fun things. And I think the more that especially like during this COVID time, I think the more, like more and more people are starting to wake up. Yeah. Right. And wake up, their souls are starting to wake up and in, in such a way of like really getting curious mm. and starting to explore. And, you know, I, I think one thing that like in relation to breath work, like something that you can do so small just with your partner is just like, he can just, you know, even just be sitting on the couch or laying on the couch and you just like snuggle up to him and just start breathing together. Yeah. And I'm telling you, like, I could totally I mean, I see how that would work. Day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I just did this the other day. Um, so I'm, I'm, 
I've been dating someone and it has like, we were just kind of talking through it and I was like, Oh my God, like let's do this. And you know, he was really excited about doing it. And I was like, okay. And I, I will tell you like the power it's, it's, it's magnetic. Yep. Like it is incredibly magnetic electric. It is, it is a powerful thing just by getting in sync with your breath. Right. Yep. I mean, who would have like, who would have thought? Yeah. Oh, so beautiful and squishy. I just it, love is. it. It is. I so, and I, I have to share this too. So as I kind of, this is the first time I've spilled the beans about I'm, you know, I've been dating someone and I'm kind of surprised I'm doing it, but you know what? Here we go. <laughs> it's all <laughs> so, good. No time like the present, but he's, he's an incredibly awakened soul and has explored a lot of that side of understanding like different tantric Mm -hmm. practices and things like that and how breath work can, you know, play into it. And I will tell you through that exploration that he has done, he's created a presence that is so powerful that literally I could just sit there and we we could stare at each other's eyes and not say (laughs) a word for hours, for hours, for hours. Wow. And I've never been in a, I've never, I've never experienced that up until now. That's amazing. And it is yeah. powerful because, and then it's, it's like what you just said, like if you've ever been in that place where like, okay, come on, hurry up, you know, whatever. Like that doesn't even, when you're in that place, you can't even fathom. Right. Like what is hurry up? No, there is no time. Time is an illusion. Right. Like yep. it's just standing still. And that is so freeing. To the feminine. But you notice that you have to allow it too, right? Like oh, that's the yeah. beautiful thing is that it, because there's that apprehension of, you know, especially in a, in a tantric situation mm. of, of giving up the control, but it's, yeah, I mean, oh, I, I, I feel your, I feel, yeah, like it's, it is, it's just the safety that happens and yeah, it's, it is an amazing feeling to just exhale yeah, in all areas. And that's, so Alison Armstrong talks about that, about how when women, when we are, you know, we, we have a connection to the divine in the, in the universe, right? And when we have that breath and we're like, <sighs> that's like, that's actually a really good thing. So if you can make a woman do that, guys, yeah. if you can make a woman go, <sighs> like just relax yeah. into her feminine, that is powerful incredibly powerful. Yep, you're getting anything you, you want. You will get anything that, night, that you that want. Absolutely. That is so true. Um, oh man. Yeah. I could talk about this stuff for hours. So it's, woo, it's so, so powerful. So I'm curious. Okay. Actually, I do have some questions for you. Okay. Ask away. This is going to be really fun. So I, I, I always like to do this with my, with my, uh, with my guests on the show. It's just fun to like get to know people a little bit more on like a personal level. Kara, I'm curious, what book has influenced you the most and why? So I had two that I came up. Actually, there's probably, that's a harder question to answer truthfully, but the first one that comes comes to mind, the first one was Rose Matter, which is a Stephen King book. And I feel that's so random. I should be picking like a Tony book or something, but so Rose Matter, I read that. Oh my gosh. It's a, a Stephen King book. Yeah. And I read that the first time, I don't know, maybe 15 or something over that long ago. Mm-hmm. And it's the thing that's impactful about it is I'm not a big FOMO person, but I am a big fear of regret person. And if there is okay. time when I don't feel like doing the something, I will often think about this book and it's, a, I will definitely not give it away, but basically it's like a domestic 
violence type of situation that has a Stephen King supernatural flair to it. But in it, you know, in the beginning, she leaves the marriage and it just reminds you of if I don't do the thing, like I don't want to be in that marriage or in that life or in that wherever for the next 70, 80, 90, whatever years and regret not taking the leap. And so it often hits me where I'm like, okay, so you don't like if it's a podcast, okay, so you don't feel like editing the podcast today, just do it tomorrow. And I'm like, nope. I don't want to regret missing that second that I could have done this and then added something else. And so for me, my driving factor really does come to that fear of regret or fear of not living up to where I know I can go. And that's part of why that, that book powerful. is so impactful. It's unreal. Yeah. It's, it's an, I love that book. Oh, yeah. Man. Okay. Then you said that you had another one. Um, yes. The Barbara Kokorin, I think I'm pronouncing her name correctly. She wrote, sh- it's uh, shark tales and she's, Cochran, she was isn't on, it? isn't it Cochran? No, Cochran? it's, it's spelled that way. But I know every time I say that I've got a friend who's like, I don't know. The gal like, from fine. shark tank is, is who yeah, we're referring Barbara, to. Yeah. Real estate gajillionaire. Yeah. And, for, and again, for me, it was like, I just like reading powerful women who started with fuck all and who built these beautiful empires and who are just all about, um, each other. And I think, mm. and, and I mean, that one's a little bit, I don't need a man, but the man was kind of a douche. So it's fine that she didn't need him, but <laughs> it's like this. Yeah, I know it's a little yeah. contradicting my views now, but it's just the, the idea that women, um, we can, we can do, we, I really sincerely believe we're going to change the world. Like I actually believe that. I think we have, more we're, us, we're continuing way to. more. Like, I think yeah. we're going to obliterate all, like if, if everyone is in their heart, can you just imagine for like one second what that looks like? Like everybody in their heart. Like no one's killing anybody. No one's putting a knee on a man's neck. No one's putting a plane into a fucking building. No one's doing any of that. None of it. And I, and I feel like women are coming up and we're, we're starting to rise together in this way um, in business. It's sort of like we kind of did a sneak attack and now we're like going to love the shit out of everybody. No one's going to know what to do with us. You know, like we're like, yeah, we can do business, whatever. And like, we're all sort of camped around it. Now we're like, you thought this was it? No, we're going to hug you now. We're going (laughs) to love you now. You're not going to know what happens. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just love reading about women who've come up. Um, and then we take each other up with us and then everybody comes along. It's beautiful. I love that. It's so beautiful. And it's so true. You know, I think I, I don't know if I mentioned this, but, uh, one of my teachers that I love learning from mentioned the highest form of feminine leadership is just asking the question, what would love do? Mm -hmm. What would love do? I've been asking myself that a lot recently, especially as I'm navigating kind of these, some interesting waters right now. And what's interesting is even just saying that, like, what would love do? I feel myself just kind of relax. Right. I feel my whole body just kind of like, (sighs) yeah. Sink. And it's, it's really, really powerful. it always like there was a I'll tell a quick story. There was um when I was crewing in New York, my first crew event, there's a, a part at, at the um UPW where it's called the Dickens process and it's a tough one and you really have to dig and it's and it can be scary and it can be all these things if you've not gone yes. whenever you can, I recommend it. But and I said to the crew leader Chuck, 
I said to him, I, I don't know what to do because I, he, we had the opportunity to either serve or participate. Mm. And I had already done one. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do, Chuck. And I'm like, I really, you know, I'm not sure which way I'm pulled. And he grabbed my hand. He puts it on my heart and he goes, this knows. And then he walked away. <laughs> I was like, I love Chuck. <laughs> what the hell? Get back I here. Chuck. And he just said, yeah, yeah. he's, and, and, he, and he was right. And so I served at that one. I, I didn't participate. I served and it mm. was the most beautiful. Wasn't it beautiful? Like, oh my God. I was sobbing uh. when I just saw everybody, when they come out of it and they're like, celebrating the shit out of what's going to happen. I'm like, I, I, I literally have chills it, but... as you're talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Ugh, so and magical. But that's it, right? This knows always like I have another company and I, I lead with my heart and my husband leads with his heart and there's clients that don't gel with us and they just want to stay in that negative vibration. And, and we're getting better at exercising them out of our mm, space. Yeah. And I think, how powerful that is that if I can lead any company with my heart, everything just flows better. My decisions are, are quicker and better. And, you know, we still need the masculine. Don't get me wrong. We still need that to like get shit done mm-hmm. and execute. But when it comes to what would love do in this moment, that's, it's so easy. Mm-hmm. It's so easy to get there. Yeah. Because ultimately, like we all just want each other to be happy, safe, healthy, all those things. And when you're in your heart, it's not it's a total no brainer. It literally is a no brainer because your heart is there. and Your brain does not even need to help you. In your heart, you're smart. In your head, you're dead. Yep. Totally. I I live that way as you know, I try to live that way 100 percent. It's I'm human. I don't. But I definitely live that way as much as I can. So beautiful. Um, But I would expect nothing less from you. Beautiful soul that you are. Thank you, my dear. Okay. So the next question, if you could do anything that you wanted to tonight, anywhere, go anywhere for oh, any God. amount of money, what would you do and why? What did I say? I don't even remember what it's I said. Okay. Okay, well, I'm not going to worry about what I said. What, what I would do tonight mm-hmm. is I would get my ass, a pack a bag for everybody, get all our asses on a plane and go literally anywhere, anywhere in the world that we could go. Right. Um, and then, and someplace with a boat. I'm fascinated Mm -hmm. by being on yachts. I want to do that this summer somehow. I don't know, but I think traveling. And then the the second piece would be to take my thousand women to UPW. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's like, it's the challenges. There's not the space right now to have these events. I just know that. Mm the more people that understand the mission of finding love and not just leading with their heads all the time, it's just going to shift everything. And, and I'm, I'm sad that this year has really curtailed the mission to do that, but I know it's happening as it's supposed to happen. And I trust that it's happening the way it's supposed to happen. Cause there's nothing I can do about it anyway, but I feel like family trip UPW yeah. would be the things that I would definitely be right now tonight you know what I've found because I think you and I spoke about this before but I've realized that this this whole lockdown what I've learned with all of like the events being canceled like I went to eight events last year yep me too and I try and like you I travel a lot and I'm used to traveling a lot and so by not traveling there's this kind of like it's just this weird shift in how we 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 show up right and at the same time, we're not going to the events that 
we would always see each other every couple of months, right? And like be able to give each other hugs and all that kind of stuff. And what I look, I know, right? Like physical touch is a real thing. I mean, I live alone. Like, I I mean, again, I told you, I I recently started dating someone when he came and visited. Like, I mean, we were inseparable. (laughs) Like Like a monkey. You cannot leave. I'm not letting go. You cannot leave. And uh, (laughs) yeah, it's just, what I've also realized is that I, there is always a gift right? Totally. And what is the gift? I, I look at it as you, me, our crew, our crew family, our community of people. It's time for us to rise up. Yeah. Right. And be the light. A hundred percent. Right. Because the more that we shine our light, the more others will start to shine theirs. You know, it's, it's, like we, we go to Tony Robbins events because we, that's, that's one area that where we go and learn and immerse ourselves and go and edu- you know, and, and just soak up everything we possibly can. And he's not a guru. No. We go in and we, we take what we can and then we relate it to our lives. Right. And then the people that we can affect and that we can support throughout that mission. You know, whether you go to a 20, Tony Robbins event or not, you know, just by surrounding yourself with people mm-hmm. that are playing at a level, maybe that's just a little bit different than you. Right. Yeah. And that's okay. You know, we've, we, there's, always, there's always room for growth. There's always room to, you know, to move up in that realm. But I, I truly believe, like, this is our time. Like, we all have to rise up together. And he, the, the reality of that, that statement is that by now we would have gone to what we'd be on our second or third event. Yeah. Maybe, maybe even another. Yeah. I, the gift in this for me is I've, I've had, I'm not allowed to go anywhere. I got to work. (laughs) And like, as much as I love the things I do, I was still dicking around much of the time, right? Like I'd be out doing this and doing that. And now all of she's the owner has been born the last three months in this Mm. like mega powerful thing I'm about to launch which would not have happened in the yeah. speed. So there's a beautiful gift in it. And, um, and that's it. Life is happening for us, not to us. Yeah. Ugh, and I love those, that. Those are words to live by for real. But there's definitely gift in it, you know, and for sure I get pissy every now and then, but I remember like, oh. and, and I just said to my Me 11 year old, I'm like, I've got the last three months nonstop with her. Like when the hell did I ever get that with my other kids at this age? It didn't happen. They were in school. Yeah. You know, and she's like, she's so good and she's so funny. And she's like, she's little mini me and coaches the sisters and all this. Are you in your masculine right now? Oh my God. I and love like, it. Shut your face. Lady. I love it. Like, yeah. She calls us all out. It's quite hilarious, but That's yeah. It's amazing. That's so good. Uh, okay. Next question. We went a little derailed there. Shocking. If you had the opportunity, it's okay. I'm, we're, hey, we're just, we're just I know, going. it's us. We do this. This is what we do. <laughs> we're just chatting. That's what I love. Okay, so if you had the opportunity to meet one person that you have not met, who would it be and why? And then what would you talk about? Yeah, I mean, that's one of those weird things. Like, there's, so, I mean, I would have said Justin Timberlake like three years ago, but I'm I did meet him. So. Back whatever. <laughs> and you know what I said to him when I met him? Oh, what? Hey, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> we like, what all kind of stupid ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't, we all get a little bit like stars. We all get a little starstruck. 
Oh, I didn't want to be, it was at the Toronto Film Festival yeah. in 2016, I think. And it was funny because I had it on my vision board and I was like, I'm going to meet him. You guys are all crazy. It's going to happen. And they're like, sure, mom, sure, honey, blah, blah, blah. So we always go to the film festival and we, we go and we'll go to some movies. We'll watch the celebrities walk around, whatever. And sure enough, he was doing a movie that year and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> so I drag my 19 year old now and she's like, she loves it. So we're like in the little part, you know, partition. We're like, oh, the stars. Oh, my God, it's exciting. And I'm like, holy shit, here he comes. So he's walking, coming from this way. And everybody's flipping out behind me, right, screaming, Justin. And I'm like, and my daughter, I can hear her behind me like, mom, 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 he's right there, mom. And I was like, Shh, I know he's right fucking there. Shh. She's like, mom. And I'm like, shut up. So he comes walking and I have a picture of him and I'm like, hey. And he signs my picture, but I did get my picture in People Magazine beside him. Thank you very much. Oh, no, yes, that's did. awesome. Yeah, I know. That's amazing. So he's not who I'd want to meet. Um, but I think, I guess I probably would, would want to meet, maybe, I would say Tony, I think. Yeah. I, I say it tr- tricky like that or because I'm afraid of him. <laughs> like, that's the other. That makes two yeah, of us. Like, and I probably, all a lot of us, right? Yeah. Like, I love him. I think he's like, he's like a giant. He's just fun. He's funny as fuck. Like after about two minutes, I probably would be like, cool. But like, even at the events, this is, and I don't know what, if this is masculine or feminine or what part of me this is, but like, whenever I see him walking by, I'm like, don't make eye contact. Do not make fucking eye contact. I'm busy oh my in my workbook. Do not yeah. talk to me. I'm cause I don't, I have this fear of like school, right? Like what if the teacher asks you a question? Yeah. You don't know the answer. And that's my big thing with him. So I would love to meet him and shoot the shit with him and Sage, tr- truthfully. But there would be a part of me who's like, girl, oh my gosh, he's going to ask me a question. I want to the answer. exactly like me. I've thought about it where I'm like, but I, I can okay, actually good. look at him now when I'm crewing. Like if I'm a mic, if I'm mic running, I'm totally fine looking at him. I'm like, okay, I'm just looking at his yeah. necklace or like look at his pocket, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I'm protecting <laughs> you. Like, this is all good, you know, whatever. And yeah, but uh, like to actually go through an intervention, like, no, I don't want it. And maybe, and I think no. that's one of the things no. there's clearly a part of me that maybe needs that intervention. Well, hello. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I'm just going to lean into it. It's going to happen when it's meant to happen, you know? Right. Well, at day with destiny, I was very much, um, like I said to my coach, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to put my hand up if I get asked or whatever. Um, just want to fix that. If I, uh, if I get asked, you know, I'll put my hands up and I'll whatever. And like, there's a bunch of times where I definitely could have put my hand up and I was like, Nope, I'm not putting my hand up. And I did it. And, and I do sort of regret it, but I'm also hiding behind me. Well, if it was meant to happen, it was going to happen. <laughs> That's bullshit. Yeah. I could have made that shit happen, but I chose not yeah. to, but yeah. That's okay. It's, it's a process, right? It's an evolution. It's always, things yep. are always happening for us. So you're stuck on And I love hearing people's answers to this. This is like one of my favorite questions because I will tell you, everybody is different. You are stuck on a deserted island and you can only take three things with you. What would they be? And then why? Okay. So I said my family, my iPhone with a solar charger, and of course the Rose Matter book. Um, family, obviously I would go mental without them. iPhone, because I feel like I, I wouldn't need it. If I had, I'm a pretty resourceful person when it comes to like, being out, outdoors, I grew up camping and all that kind of stuff. So I'm pretty good that way. But I feel like 
if shit hit the fan, I would need to have that phone if I needed to look up, can I eat this flower or can I eat that animal? And I feel like it'd be important to have that and the solar component to keep it charged. And Rose Matter would get me through the times when I want to kill everybody, truthfully, because that book <laughs> makes me happy. Um, but yeah, oh God, it's, I love it. uh, those, those would be the three things I would take. I love it. Okay, so next question. When and where were you happiest in your life? The answer is kind of interesting. There's been many, many times where I've been extraordinarily happy with my children being born, all that type of thing. And I don't want to say the, like, the kind of obvious stuff. I think that goes without saying. But in more, more recent times, one of the happiest times was when I, when I was on my own, when I'd moved out from being with my husband. And the reason is it was that the place that I was at, it was... Like, see, I just took a big exhale. I would still be in that house, but the the, um, the owner wanted to sell it. So he asked me to not to be there anymore. And I was very disappointed. But there was this mm-hmm. sense of peace that I could be by myself. Again, I'd been in the relationship and married for 17 years at that point. And as independent as I think I am, I think at that moment in time, I really didn't know. And I was really chicken and I hadn't gone to any Tony events yet. I hadn't done UPW yet. And I just felt this sense of peace that I was okay on my own. I loved the house. The energy in the house was unbelievable. But it was just that feeling of independence, but independent of mm-hmm. a lot of the bullshit stories that I created about what marriage looked like, what family looked like. And I think I just came to this place of peace where I was, I knew that he and I could even be, you know, conscious uncoupling, as they say. And everyone was going to be okay, no matter what happened between us. And it just, I just had space to breathe. And I think like, again, Ken has really, really, really deep, heavy, heavy energy. His presence is like, he is like, a, he's the same height as me, but he's like a little elephant in the room. Like he yeah. takes the whole, and his daughter is that way. His oldest is that way as well. And that's great. That's people like that change the world if they choose to. But I just had my own, my own little thing. And it felt mm felt really good. Like it felt, felt safe. It felt all the things that we wanted to yeah. feel. So that, I would say that was one time in my life that I felt really good and I'm happy to be back. And I mean, I don't love our house. And so I'm definitely looking to find a different place for us to live. Um, but right now it's challenging, but yeah, that was definitely one of my, my happier times, happiest times of my life. That's amazing. It's amazing. And I think that that sense of freedom and peace was exactly what your heart needed at that time, you know? Okay. Well, I know we've, we're just about up on time and I just want to say thank you for being here. You're amazing. I always love talking to you and thank you. Ditto. There's some things that you've got going on. I want you to be able to promote it. So she's the owner podcast, which is amazing. Have a listen to it, subscribe, write a review. It's incredible. What else is going on? Tell, Tell me. Thank you. So we have, so the, the podcast is my ultimate favorite thing to do ever. I did not know Mm. that that was my calling until I jumped in one day and it's like, it's so fun. I love hearing like everybody's stories and all the stuff that's going on with them. So that's definitely something I'm super passionate about. Um, and within that business, there is something called the goddess Mm. slumber party. And I think all of us business owners, I mean, you, before we started recording, you told me about 10 different things that you're doing. And like, we're always in masterminds and we're always doing courses and we're always learning. And it's like, Oh, all this stuff. Right. And so same with conferences, like 
any conference we go to, you're, the goal is to come out of there with some new skills or blah, blah, blah. This is a party. This is a slumber yeah, party. Like when we were teenagers, like it's going to be in Sedona as long as everyone's yes. allowed to go there. I know because the, there's a lot of good energy and good juju there. You know, the, there's a cap at about 25 women. And basically for four days, we're just going to chill. We're going to do some goddess type of stuff. We're going to do breath work. We're going to do some shadow work. We're going to dance our asses off going to get glammed up one night, go for a nice dinner. So it's just no learning, uh, no business talk, no strategy talk. We'll have some speakers talking about I some, can't wait. You know, intimate things or whatever, but by and large, it's just like a fucking party for us to be at together. And then the other really exciting thing in December, so that will be in December of this year, hopefully, you know, all things considered. Um, the other thing that I'm launching is called the goddess box. And so that's going to come out four times a year and it will be just really, um, like when I talk about what keeps me in my feminine, it's going to be a box of things that will help you as a female business owner stay nicely grounded into your feminine. So candles, bubble bath, salt bath, um, a journal that you're going to keep, and then you get to renew it once you get your new box and a whole bunch of other little goodies. And that that's launching in December. Oh my gosh. I love that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. And where else can people find you? Where can everybody find you? easiest place is Instagram at she's the owner. Um, and the podcast is there and I'm on Facebook. You can find me on Facebook as well. Um, Kara McCarran is the the quickest way there, but Instagram, I'm super duper active. I will definitely put those links in the show notes. So thank you so much for being here. You're so, you're so amazing. I just love you to death and you just have such a beautiful energy and, um, I'm excited for this goddess slumber party and these goddess boxes. Like what an amazing idea. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Thank you from my everything for being here today. Your time is valuable and I'm so beyond grateful that you were here with us for today's episode. Please subscribe so that you get updates on all the latest episodes as well as hear about all the incredible upcoming guests we have lined up. Also would absolutely love for you to leave a review and let me know your thoughts, your feedback, your biggest takeaways, etc. Reviews help me and my growing team serve you even more. As always, sending you a big hug, love, energy, and an abundance of light.